0: to the Barry subjects On today's show, we preview our Week 15 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles and much, much more. A-Dub, the matchup everybody's been waiting for. Hurts versus Fields. Should be exciting to watch those two go at it. Should be, or will it be? Come on, A-Dub, you know. <laughs> Come on, A-Dub. Don't, <laughs> uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It will be a great one, man. And these two guys play similar in many ways. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this Bears team play against the tough Eagles and also see what Hurts can do against the Bears in general. Well, AW,
0: now that's the part that I'm not really that confident about. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, Hurts, uh, he, man, he, he got me a little worried, man. He got me a little worried. He got <laughs> a lot of firepower on that offense, a My Lord. A loaded team.
1: They play both sides of the field. Man, that's just a tough team to go against.
0: And and as we discussed last week on our bye week episode, the Bears have been officially eliminated from the postseason and any sort of talks about playoffs, so we don't have to worry about that, Bears Nation. (laughs) Right now, we're on draft pick watch, and that's really all this season has kind of come down to. In addition to the development of Justin Fields, which is first and foremost the most important part, Right. That draft pick, a dub's is going to be pretty damn good, man, if uh, things continue to go the way they've been going lately. But good for the Bears to be in that
1: position to do something great, even though we don't like the fact of how the season have gone. But on the flip
0: side of it, getting a good draft pick is something that the Bears definitely could use. I don't know how much I feel about it being great that we're in this position. However, I think to the latter point that you were making, if we we're going to have a silver lining this season, at least we got a top three draft pick <laughs> for our troubles. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not all bad news. I mean, when I was looking at some of the updates that came out, it looks like uh, it looks like your boy Gordon and your boy Brisker have clear concussion protocol, bro. Yeah,
1: good to have both of them coming back. Because I tell you, the Bears could definitely use those guys in the
0: secondary. Even though the youngins, man, the, the, you know, the, even though the backups, man, didn't they didn't back down against Rogers. But to your no. point. To your point, man, I want to see what Gordon and Brisker are going to be able to do these last four games of the season. I mean, those guys are the future, of the secondary. And so I want to see what they got. And this is going to be a great matchup for them going against Jalen Hurts and that Philadelphia Eagles offense. Definitely a good
1: matchup. And the thing is, you and I talked a lot about Gordon and his development, how he's been improving. And, of course, we know that Brisker has just been phenomenal pretty much all season. If those guys continue to show improvement, this is a good test for them to the show it against the Eagles. They made some strides in this game here. That's just boat well for the Bears down the road. Yeah, and Coach
0: even mentioned that he said that they haven't done much the last three weeks, so they're trying to ramp them back up, obviously, with concussions. Got to be very yeah. careful with those type of situations. But a to your point, man, these guys right here, we see with Gordon, he was starting to hit his stride a little bit. He had some early struggles, rebounded. Brisker's been solid throughout. It's going to be really good to have those guys – Back, because going up be against Jalen Hurts in this office and audience, we're going to break down some of the key players from the Eagles to focus on. But you guys already know that a guy like Jalen Hurts, the guy can do it all. Now, yes. in my opinion, I think Justin Fields is just as good as fucking Jalen Hurts. I said it on the last episode. Yep. However, Justin Fields' situation ain't as sweet as Jalen Hurts' situation as of now.
1: <laughs> no way, man. When well, you got all that kind of balance over there with the Eagles, it's a lot to look at the Bears and say what we don't have.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't have a lot. We definitely don't have a lot, man. <laughs> it's a hard-knock life for us over here, okay, audience? It's a hard-knock life. <laughs> but there's so many things that I'm thankful for for this season. First of all, we have a symbols of an offense here, right? We've talked about that in the show. Justin yeah. Fields has showed out. They're very happy about that. But this team has shown us that, hey, they don't quit. They have shown us the ability to fight. Now, they don't play a full game. I talked about that before. But however, this team competes. When you see something like that, you know that you got some good guys in that locker room. You got a great coaching staff because they're, allow- they're not allowing these guys to quit. They're instilling that into this team that you play for the city of Chicago. That means something. I know, audience, we're looking at the record three and ten, and a lot of us is like, oh man, this sucks, and it stinks being a Bears fan. But I'm choosing to be optimistic. And I know, audience, we've been in here before. We've always been talking about all this optimism and hopes and wishes and all this other shit. I know. But just but just listen to me for a second. You know, it's Christmas time. Give me a fucking break. All right. I'm trying to be optimistic around here. I hear you, friends. I just wanted to paint a picture of you guys. Now, I think this, this dream would be here for a sec. We got a potentially budding, really solid offense led by Justin Fields. Imagine Darnell Mooney coming back healthy. Chase Claypool already being in the mix, right? A Khalil Herbert, maybe David Montgomery backfield. An offensive of line that actually pass protects for Justin Fields. Us not putting Justin Fields in harm's way. For 17 games. Now think about the other side of that damn ball. On defense, we get some fucking pass rushers. How about that? Wouldn't that be a great? Just wouldn't that be a great thing? Get us some pass rushers here. Get after the quarterback's ass every once in a while. We get a defense that's solid that can get the job done. But the offense is what's gonna really get the job done for us. Now think about that, audience. A Justin Fields-led offense putting up 30-plus points a game with a defense. They can actually sack the quarterback and put some pressure on the quarterback and not leave the secondary out there hanging. All this. The sky is the limit for the future of this team. Ryan Poles, as we continue to say on this show, A-Dub, the bullseye is on you, sir, because you got a very important offseason ahead of you. And it ain't just this offseason, A-Dub. It's the next offseason and the offseason after that. What you going to do in them drafts? Just because you got a little money in your pocket don't mean you burn it all in one off season, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? they did all, My these always say, hey, just because you got some money in your pocket don't mean when you go in the store you need to buy everything in there. Right, that's, right. That's what I'm going to tell you, Ryan Post Don't buy everything in there. Because I was looking at them list of free agents out there. Ugh, your work will be done through the draft.
1: And don't treat it like it's Walmart. Going there for one thing and end up going in there for four or five different things.
0: He said Walmart. That's how I am at Target. I don't really mess with Walmart that much. But, hey, don't disrespect anybody out there that does. That store, <laughs> that store bothers me, A-Dub. I think I told that to y'all before. I, I cannot be in Walmart, man. First of all, I go in there, the light's all dingy. I'm like, what the hell? Y'all can get some better lights in here. <laughs> I can't even see. <laughs> the man called out the lights, so they you. Okay. Lights be diggy as hell, bro. I'm like, what the hell are we doing in here? Like, it's more sunlight on the outside than it is on inside. Dude, I'm trying to tell you, A-Dub. I'm trying to tell you. If you be in that store, you're like, is it 530 in this store? What's going on <laughs> around here? Don't even, me, don't even get me started on them cashiers.
1: Oh, boy.
0: You go a lot further, your shift and get nice to people. Yeah. Just, just, just you know, just a little small thing. Just a little small thing. <laughs> anyway, y'all yeah, didn't tune in and listen to me bitching about Walmart employees, but I'm telling you, they have a problem out here, y'all. They have a problem. Now, you dub back to the Bears. Jalen Johnson. I was really happy to see that he was nominated for the Walter Payton award that they give out every year to guys that exemplify all the values that Walter Payton ex- exhibited on and off the field and because of that he got a chance to rub elbows with Charles Peanut Tillman. I mean he wearing the number and now yeah. I'm sitting here looking at him trying to build a little relationship and connection with Peanut. I'm like Jalen Johnson. Now that is what I want to see. And that is what I like to see.
1: Two of the, in my opinion, best DBs to do with in in, in the Bears organization. I think Jalen Johnson's on that path, Perez. And if he continues to put himself around the right people, like Peanut, man, that just bodes well. And I want to see those guys continue to grow. I want to see, you know, Jalen Johnson continue to bounce ideas all for peanut,
0: whatever you got to do. When you when you got a guy like that that's up for an award, like, like the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and all these, you guys already know what Walter Payton means to AW. and but I mean, our show closing is always going to be out to sweetness. I mean, the greatest ever. Guilt. You know what I mean? Like I told you, I was at that Dallas Cowboys stadium, and it was cute they did that little thing for Emma Smith, and I'm like, hey, no disrespect to you, Emmett, <laughs> But just because you passed him up on their record don't mean you better than him. That's true. That's true. I try to tell them something about the other GOAT, but you know, that's another story. Anytime people tune to this show, they're going to know who the football GOAT is it's Walter Payton. And that's no shot to Brady. You ain't sweetness. Nope. You know, another thing, too, like when I think about the situation with Jalen Johnson, I know he's had an up and down season, but a lot of that could kind of be all right, look around him. <laughs> Things have been dysfunctional. No pass rush. You know, he's got a very inexperienced secondary that he's playing with. There's been some people AW, like Jalen Johnson, he's he's overrated. And I'm not going to be that quick to like call the guy out. All I'll say is that Jalen Johnson took his lumps this season at times. And you know what? You learn from that. And I'm just looking forward to Jalen Johnson taking that next step in his development these last four games of the season because it's go time. I want to see what Jalen Johnson has. Now, there have been times where he's been challenged this season, yeah. And, and some people have kind of gotten the best of him. Or and there's been some times where people almost got the best of him. But I'm hoping that he took this time during the bye week to reconnect, maybe get away from the game a little bit and center himself. You know, he don't have family here. I listened to him talk about that. He talked about he got a chance to spend some time with his daughter. So I'm hoping that that kind of helps because you know how it is, man. Like not being from here, not having any family around you. It's been a tough ass season. So hopefully. Jalen comes back strong for this last stretch of games, man. And
1: I think a lot of times you saw this season when he did get beat, he was coming off injury, and I didn't think he was 100%. You didn't either. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to get the job done if he's out there playing. But that's a guy that I do have high hopes for because we have seen early in the season how good he was, and teams were afraid to challenge him. So if he can get back to that saying, Jalen Jones, to show why teams are afraid of him, then that'll be good for him. But you're right, you got to have a good showing these next few games to prove that, to solidify himself.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Another key person that may be returning back to the season, it may not be here in week 15, but potentially in week 16, which I think he's eligible to be active for IR, is Khalil Herbert. Now, he was a nice part of that three-headed running attack that we had going really well there earlier in the season. Yes. When he got hurt. And, audience, you guys already know how I feel. He shouldn't have been back there running back kickoffs in the, in the fucking beginning. You shouldn't have somebody so valuable to your team that he's returning kickoffs. I'm mean, going to keep saying that shit because it was stupidity. Y'all better not ever put him back there running back. And I know he was good at it, but I don't care. He's too important to this team to be taking them type of hits. Anyway, hey dub my man's lining up potentially to return to Week 16. What
1: say you? I know that David Montgomery has done well in his absence, but you, to your point, that three-headed monster running the football with he, Justin Fields, and David Montgomery, that's just lethal, bro. And that poses problems for many, many teams. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play again because I love that triple threat with those guys and how they've been able to run the football, giving these teams different looks, that helps. And he has been the best back this season between him and David Montgomery, if you look at the stat-wise. But overall, I just like the way he played. And if he continued doing what he's doing and how he's been all season, that just bode well for the Bears.
0: Yeah, man, you get him back for that Buffalo Bills matchups, I mean, we gonna need them. You should, going up against that team, you're going to need all the help you can get. But when I was listening to Coach Iberflues talk about how – he said that Herbert has that pop back in his legs and he looks good. Said when he talked to him, he said he's ready to go. So looks like he's trending in the right direction. And I can't wait to see 24 back out there on the field. 24, we need you. We're looking forward to having you back. But like you said, man, David Montgomery, hey, he's done his thing. You know what I mean? But I just like the fact of having that compliment to Montgomery. Yeah. Khalil Herbert, man, he was phenomenal in that type of role. And obviously – a lot of Bears fans probably think that Khalil is going to be the lead dog next season. So we'll see what happens there. But like, I will tell you, David Montgomery has performed well down the stretch here. And I, I, I honestly think going against the Eagles, A-Dub, I think David Montgomery's going to continue to roll off some good yards in that matchup. Val Sanders coming in. Okay. All right. Let's play.
1: So that's always, you know, extra motivation when you see another running back doing well. You want to also perform to show everyone that, hey, you were just as good or even better.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely get into that when we break down our players to watch. But to that point that you made, yeah, Miles Sanders went over a 1,000 yards. He's having a phenomenal season. But, I mean, shit, when you're in an offense like that, everybody's going to fucking succeed. <laughs> yeah. No disrespect to uh to my brother, but my brother could probably run for 1,000 yards in that fucking offense. It is what it is, Chris. That is another thing, a that I wanted to bring up to you. And it's with our offense. So obviously, we're going to talk about Justin Fields here in a second. We're also going to break down that Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts matchup. I would be remiss if I didn't revisit our Chase Claypool discussion and Nikhil Herring. I think it's really time, especially for the latter, start getting him some more snaps out there. I know, audience, I already said what I said last week about Equinemius St. Brown, so I'm not going to repeat anything I said there. However, I think it's time. And I hope that the bye week afforded Chase Claypool to get more acclimated with that playbook. I hope that it afforded Luke Getty some more time to come up with some ways to incorporate both of these two into the offensive game plan to give Justin Fields some dynamic weapons where he can take some shots down the field too, ain't done
1: If he's not getting the snaps, Perez, he can't be effective out there. So I'm hoping, to your point, the playbook, he finally understands it. So I want to see what both those guys can do together, Nikhil, Harry, and Claypool.
0: When Ryan Poles went on and traded that second-round draft pick, a lot of us weren't expecting an immediate impact, but I think we were expected more than what we've seen. So the fact that we are hearing that, has hey, just some things that he's trying to pick up with the offense assignments and just kind of knowing where to be out there on the field, okay, well, you know, I'll give him a break and give him a pass there. But hopefully, like I said, that bye week gave him a little bit more time to get acclimated because obviously when you trade a, a draft capital piece like that, For a guy like Claypool, you're expected, hey, this might be someone that they've identified as a potential piece, right? Somebody that could potentially be here with Justin Fields when we're ready to fucking compete. And the same thing with Nick Carey. Now, I know you only gave up a seventh round draft pick, but you still gave up draft capital to bring a guy in here. And I talked about how he was a healthy scratch for three weeks there. When he made his return to the lineup against the Packers, what did he do? Made a hell of a catch. Get this guy on the field.
1: Got to get him out there on that field, Perez, because I saw enough of St. Brown to have a good idea of what he's able to do. But there's an upside to the Nikhil Harry that you can see. And then also Chase Claypool, what he can also bring. It's like you can see some potential there. And you can see that these guys have a chance to have some success with Justin Fields. And with Darnell
0: Mooney being out for the season, why not? You know, like yes. I said last week, what do you have to lose? Now, see what we got here. So you think about the draft picks that the
1: Bears are going to have, now you can get an idea, okay, do I really need to tinker much with the wide receivers, how much I want to tinker with it, right? But at least you'll know who you have on your team
0: before you get to that point. Nade, we teased it with the audience earlier, but we want to break down this Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts matchup because this is one that everybody wants to see. Yep. Two young emerging players in this league. Jalen Hurts, who's probably going to be MVP candidate here for this Philadelphia Eagles team that's already clinched the playoff spot. That must be yeah. nice. What's, like? What's that like, A-Dub? I know,
1: right? I know you're feeling pretty good right now. And the Eagles, they put themselves in a good position.
0: No, they they did. Now, when you look at this matchup of these two quarterbacks, now we know that Justin Fields has had plenty of critics. We've talked about it all season. You've had the quote-unquote analysts out there, the quote-unquote experts that were picking apart all kind of aspects of this kid's game. Right? And what he do? He go out there on the field and he shows people what time it is. done. One thing I'm gonna sit here and really get the audience to think about is we said it before. This is a new information. I just want to remind you guys. Look at Jalen Hurts' supporting cast. Look at what they're trotting out there for Justin Fields. What would Justin Fields do if he was on that Philadelphia Eagles team? And this is not a shot against Jalen Hurts. Who, Jalen Hurts, I, I got a lot of respect for him. AW going back to when he was in college, the way that he handled that benching to tour Right. Class guy. So you know I'm saying? So this is not a shot. I'm just trying to tell you that this is how much I believe in our quarterback that I'm telling your audience, look at this Philadelphia team and just think, man, this could be us in the future. This is how I can envision our offense looking when a guy like Justin Fields just being a maestro back there. Because Jalen Hurts, man, he's making that shit look easy. And that's how I imagine Justin Fields playing when we get this kind of supporting cast, when we get him a fucking offensive line, bro. I mean, Jalen Hurts, his receivers, I mean, he got a couple of receivers. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're all right. They're all right. Jalen Hurts is an accurate passer. He has time to throw. He moves around in the pocket. He buys himself time. It allows those receivers to get open. You watch these guys on film. Jalen Hurts keeps plays open, which allows his guys to leak out downfield. He can throw that shit deep. The guy has a really nice, deep, accurate throw. But what I'm trying to get you guys to understand is that it starts up front. I always tell you guys that. Jalen Hurts has all the help in the world. Great offensive line. Solid defense. All the stars on the line there for Jalen Hurts. For Justin Fields, not his time yet. But when I look at these two on paper, the talent is there. And in fact, when I look at Justin Warren head up against him, I'm like, I feel like Justin
1: has more talent. Jalen Hurst. It's going to be another level, and we saw a lot of improvement from Justin Fields this year that gives us hope, press that next year he's going to be even more dynamic than what he is this
0: season. Well, I mean, when you look at Jalen Hurst has broke out this season. Justin Fields is in the midst of a breakout himself. We're not going to see the full breakout until next season. But what I envision is if the Bears give Justin Fields really good pieces here, I think what we're seeing Jalen Hurst do, Justin Fields is going to out, he going to out surpass him. That's just what I think. So I think he'll surpass him. What they both do well, Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, they use their excellent running ability. This helps them create really great advantages. I talk about the time that Jalen Hurts is able to buy to allow his receivers to get over it. As a matter of fact, Jalen Hurts is also very smart when he does run the ball. He doesn't take unnecessary hits, which is something that we talked about with Justin Fields earlier in the season, not taking those hits. Not those unnecessary ones, at least. Jalen Hurts does a good job of getting down, he runs with a with a with an intent. He runs with intent ain't done. But once he gets out of that pocket, hey, he's looking for that first down. He's getting out of bounds. He's living to fight another day. And know some things with Justin, which we're, we're talking about. Like, hey, Justin, stop out there taking the hits from these goddamn linebackers, bro. And these <laughs> safeties. You know, yeah. you know, we know Justin tough. It's like, right. all right, Justin. <laughs> you see what they did to your shoulder
1: now. That- and getting out of bounds is those things right there keep you healthy. So I just think that to your point, just it feels you don't got to take those unnecessary hits. But the thing is, he's learning, he's growing, and I just think that once he put it all together for a full
0: season, man, it's gonna be lovely. And it all starts up front. That he's Jalen Hurst has the best offensive line in football. I mean, yep. man, we talk about players to watch for for the Eagles. They get AJ Brown, who has basically turned into a Pro Bowler playing on his Eagles team. Former top 10 pick, Devonta Smith. You know what I mean? Bamba boy. Y'all saw what he did in the bowl games down there when he was in school. Former Heisman trophy winner. Yeah. So that is what Jalen Hurst has to throw to. He's got Goddard that tight end. They got some weapons in that offense. Miles Sanders is Ada brought up earlier. Gainwell coming out of that backfield. They got a lot of,
1: they got a lot of weapons. They can hurt you in a lot of ways. And, and Perez, if you adjust the field, you're looking at a situation like that, like, wow, when I get to that point, as you alluded to earlier, he's going to be phenomenal. But going against a team like that, Perez, you really can see, you know, exactly
0: what this Bears team really needs. And this is the thing, man. I mean, they surprised the hell out of a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people saw Jalen Hurts, and we talked about it a lot last year with him. We saw that he was making positive plays, and he was trending in the right direction. But, man, right. this season here, what he's doing, wow. I mean, and that goes to show you, what happens when you put the right system around a quarterback? True. We're seeing this. The perfect storm right now. And right now with this Eagles team, offensively, defensively, they're putting it together. They don't lack for much on this team. They don't lack for much at all. No, And them coming into Soldier Field on Sunday, do? boy, we're going to have our hands cut out for us. But this is the type of shit that we live for. If you're a competitor, these are the matchups you want. I know Justin going to be ready for it, but I want to see – I want to see what that defense is gonna do. What the defense is gonna do? You gonna fold or you gonna compete? <laughs> if this is the game you actually had to circle to
1: say, man, we got the Eagles coming in, they hot, they've been playing phenomenal. This is how you test yourself against the elite. And if you can compete with these guys, this lets you know that, hey, you know what? I'm moving in the right direction.
0: Up until a couple of weeks ago, the Eagles were one of the only unbeaten teams left in the league. I'm thinking for a second, I'm like. Man, they're going to go undefeated because that's just how easy it was looking for them for a while. And one thing I was going to say, too, real quick, A-Dub, when they lost to the Commanders, I thought, okay, ooh, that game was pretty bad for the Eagles. i like, maybe they'll come back to Earth. No, no, no. They (laughs) rebounded from that loss, and they've been fucking blowing people out. I'm sitting up here like, okay, well, I was wrong.
1: Right. And what they realized, for is they had to play every game. You know how it is. It could be any given Sunday. If you don't break your best any of these NFL teams can put a whooping on you. And they learned their lesson to know that, hey, we're not going to take any of these teams by record lightly. And I think for them, they realized that. And for us, we got to take it as an opportunity to say, hey, I understand our record doesn't look too great, but let's go out and compete against this team here to show that, hey, we
0: really are a team that's on the rise. It starts by playing the best. You got a yep. guy right here that's playing a borderline MVP role at Jalen Hurts. I can't wait to see what our defense does. Now, I know all this. A lot of people are going to probably be on Twitter getting their jokes off if Jalen Hurst starts killing us and, and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, man, this season for me is all about the learning. These last four games is yeah. really to see what we're going to have. Just like what Deion Sanders challenged his locker room when he said, hey, I'm coming. And he said, I'm bringing my own luggage and it's Luke. <laughs> well, guess what? Ryan Poles is probably going to have that same type of attitude. I mean, look what he did when he came in here. Got rid to mm-hmm. have the damn team. <laughs> so that's true. People need to look around and see, like, man, last year, such and such was here. Roquan was just in his locker room earlier. Robert Quinn was just in his locker room. These people ain't here. So that's what guys got to realize that these last four games of the season, they matter. They mean something. They damn sure mean something to the fan base. And I know fans are told to lose, take for the draft pick. Yeah, we, we get that the draft pick is at stake. Right. But I'm still a fucking fan of this team, and I want to see my team go out there and fucking win some ball games too now. At the end of the day, nothing feels better than winning
1: a football game. So if they can still get games in and win them, that's what it's all about. And the fact that this team that you alluded to earlier still fighting, playing hard, has not quit. They also understand what's at stake as well when it comes to Ryan Poles. Because you're right, they these guys cannot build a team next season. So you got to definitely go out there and compete and show why you deserve to be in the Chicago Bears uniform.
0: And I think on the Eagles side, any Eagles fans that are listening to this show, you know, you might come across it because you're like, Ooh, let's see what the Bears podcasters are talking about. Well, I would tell y'all, y'all better not take this match up lightly. Because if you expect the Justin the Fields led team to lay down and not put up a fight, then you haven't been watching the Chicago Bears team because they have been fighting all season. Really? And I'll tell you what, they Three of the last four games with Justin Fields' start, they've been decided by a field goal or less, audience. A field goal or less. Hey, and there's people said- out there that are making the mistake of calling Justin Fields an overrated player. Y'all keep calling him that. Mm. Keep, keep calling him that. Keep talking that shit. That's tough to hear anyone
1: refer to Justin Fields as being an overrated player. He there's a lot. He's been, or this Bears team has been, a play or two away from stealing some of these games. This guy is really playing his butt off. And without him, we saw what this Bears team looked like without him. So you can't say this guy is just overrated. You got to look at the facts of how well he's been playing on this team and how he actually got some of those talks about being in a conversation of being an MVP, that it's not by default; it's because this guy's been playing well. Yeah,
0: Justin Fields is still showing people that the ability is there, and that potential is just scratching the surface. It's just, it's right there. It's like bubbling at the surface. Aw, it's just raining. Right, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking trouble for the NFL, man. Once everything comes together, because this is the thing: so many people are sitting over here just talking about what he does for people, what he does to teams as a runner. Yes, he's dangerous. He will exploit your defense as a runner. The game against the Packers, he showed you that if you block for him, he can carve you up with his arm. And that was the thing that really got me excited in that last game. Yeah, that 55-yard touchdown run was exciting. But I was excited seeing him carving them up, and how efficient he was, minus those two picks. I know is. I'll <laughs> be real quick to fucking remind people of shit we knew. <laughs>
1: and you spot on, man. I-, I totally agree with you when you talk about what he's been able to do when he got in time. I think you hit on the head earlier about this offensive line. If Justin Fields can get time, you can see what he's able to do in the passing game For Perez about being decisive. This guy is showing
0: you he's putting it all together. So many people have so much to say about this guy. Call him a running back. Just being very disrespectful, being very dismissive of Justin yeah. Fields' arm telling. And not really firing up the film because you could tell the casual NFL fan versus a NFL fan that watches film that looks beyond a box score, looks beyond stats. Right. Because real ones know what the situation here in Chicago is. We all know. You know what I mean? The casual folks, I don't expect much from this. I'm not too concerned over people that's going to call my quarterback overrated because it's probably the same people that thought that uh that Zach Wilson was better than, uh, than Justin Fields. You know what <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. They don't want to go there because I'm ready. Because Listen, we had Montel on this show. Montel Hardy came on this show. And he told y'all on our show that Justin Fields was the second-best quarterback in that draft outside of Trevor Lawrence. And she, he and Justin might actually be better than Trevor Lawrence. But however, when that episode aired, people were just like, man, what is this guy talking about? Justin Fields ain't the second-best. Well, guess what? His take aged well, and that guy is a draft analyst for a reason. See, that's the thing. That's why you want to have the opinions of people like Montel – that watches tape, that scouts teams, the scouts players, because those guys know because they watch film, and they break down film. They don't just watch a couple highlights on YouTube and think that they know what the fuck they're talking about. And see, that's the people out here that has these takes about certain people because they don't watch the fucking film. They're lazy. Another thing too, they copycat after other people's takes too. They'll sit here and read online what somebody else said, and all of a sudden now they're taking it for gospel. Like, motherfucker, you ain't even watch no film. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're just repeating some lazy take that somebody else made saying that this guy's just an excellent running back. Okay. Right. Okay. Real easy to say all that shit. When for me personally, Sunday's are also waking up and knowing that I get to watch Justin Fields play. And he plays quarterback on my fucking favorite team, casual fans of the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, those kinds of fans are funny sometimes,
1: friends. When they talk about a play, they may may talk heavily about an interception. I'm like, did you even see what happened? Did you see the whole entire play? Did you see the game? Did you see every play that was made from the quarterback? Did you see him under pressure almost 90% of the game? Like all those different details of the game that they may miss out on. And they just look at, like you said, a lot of those highlights. You missed the entire process. So you really got to really do your homework, watch the fam, watch the games, and understand you know, what the adversity that this guy, just a few, has been dealing with all season. True
0: that, man. And almost every week, he breaks some sort of a franchise record, breaks some sort of an NFL record, and y'all want to sit here and not give this man credit? I remember the game that he missed with that shoulder injury. I was a miserable ass game against the Jets. (laughs) And you see what happened to poor Trevor Simeon. You know what I'm saying? He had to (laughs) gut it out, and he's out for the year. But anyway, my point is, I'm just sick and tired of the Justin Fields slander. We don't have to put down a quarterback to prop up another quarterback. Right. And I know I right. took a shot at Zach Wilson, but his own team hates him. So I can hate him if I want to. You know <laughs> what I'm But I'm not taking shots at any other quarterback. I'm just telling you that my quarterback's better. That's all I'm saying. And Justin Fields is the guy that we're happy with, we're satisfied with, and we're looking forward to having him around for a long time. And I just hope that the offensive line – picks up where they left off in that Packers game and block for this man, Alex Leatherwood. I want to see him get more reps over there. At right tackle. Okay. i want to see what him and Tevin Jenkins can do over there on that right side. Block for this man. I want to see what he can do. I want Justin Fields to show out on Sunday, but we got to block for him. And I really want to see Alex Leatherwood turn in some more good reps. Because when I fired up the film for that Packers game, he put together some really good reps out there. And, so it's only the beginning, I know it was just one game, a few snaps. But hey, I would love to see him get the start and go out there from start to finish and bustle people inside their heads on that Philadelphia Eagles defensive one. I want to see more of him, Perez. And like you said, against the Packers,
1: he done extremely well. If he can duplicate that effort. That's just good. And again, he gets a chance to do it against one of the best teams out there. And he's going against a tough, pass-rushing team, too. Before we get out of here, A-Dub, he's a victory. What you got for us? The Bears are gonna to have to slow down. Miles Sanders run the build. They're gonna to have to also stop Jalen Hurst. Those two guys are lethal when they run in the football. You gotta contain that, which means you're gonna to have to tackle extremely well to slow these guys down. And I understand Jalen Hurst can throw the football. I'd rather see him air it out, throw three hundred yards, than see him run for hundred yards. You know, and limit his run the ability. If you can stop his running attack, it also slow Miles Sanders down. You put yourself
0: in a good situation now to get the ball back and also put up some points. A.W. asking for a lot because ain't nobody been able to do that to them all season. Second point, (laughs) I don't want to see Jalen Hurts going for 300 yards. I don't want to see him running for 100 yards. So to your key, I know where you were getting at there. What I would say, yes, they got to tackle well. If you get an opportunity to put a hit on Jalen Hurts, do so. If Miles Sanders has that football and he's trying to run in between the tackles, Close those running lanes. Jack Sanborn, yes. coming downhill, smack this kid in the fucking mouth, right? That is what I want to see. So, a I like your key when you talk about tackling women I think that's what we need to Wrap up. Do not let these guys get confidence. Don't let them punch you in the mouth. The defensive line has to get off the ball. They can't yes. allow this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, which is going to be my key, to push them and bully them. Yep. No, we gotta bully the
1: bully. (laughs) Yeah, man. Because to your point, Perez, when that offensive line for the Eagles get a push, Miles Sanders gets about
0: four or five yards easy off that, bro. Bro, I know. (laughs) Untouched. And then all of a sudden now he makes a quick cut, 14-yard run. Right. (laughs) That's easy. Yep. His last game, he didn't even have 20 carries. He had 144 yards. And I'm like. Jesus Christ, he barely got touched in that game. Yep. And I just imagine Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery having running lanes like that. Could you imagine that? I know they're jealous. They're like, what the hell? 17. (laughs) And the reason why I push back on your key is just because I don't want our audience to be thinking that the Philadelphia Eagles are some sort of one dimensional offense because they're not. They're not. They will pick you apart. In a multitude of different ways. That's true. And they're strategic in how they attack you. And that's the problem that I have. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. They don't have to put a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts because then they can run the football. So it's like all type of things that they could do. Because I've seen them use their running game to single-handedly beat teams. Then I've seen other games where Jalen Hurts did it himself. And so and for, for me, AW, that's the reason why I said something about your key, because the way that this Philadelphia Eagles team was built. They were built to they were built to win, they were built to win, and they were built to compete in all phases of the game. This is a very well-constructed football team. They really
1: been chilling folks on the ground, and you're right, yep. they keep a good balance going on. I give them that. And Jalen Hurst, when he runs that football, it just creates a different dynamic for them. So to your point, Perez. They are complete, man. It's just going to be very tough for the Bears to to try to tackle so many different things on slowing this team down. Just a lot to to digest when you talk about
0: slowing down one of the best teams in the NFL at this point. Yeah, man. And once they're executed on offense, it's a wrap for you because they take care of the football, which is going to be my other key. Now, we know our Bears defense has not created a lot of takeaways. And this matchup, to beat this team, you're going to have to create some takeaways, Because they take care of that football very well. And if you don't get the football away from them, they're going to control the clock on you. And when they control that clock and keep Justin Fields and that office off the field, it's it's game over. Because that Mm -hmm. means they're going to wear out that Bears defense and they're going to gash us on the ground.
1: And and you are now alluding to my next key press because I think this team, the Eagles, they do a good job back into the red zone and then them guys end up going to scoring. I think this Bears team is going to to have to find a way to limit these guys to field goals. I know it's a tough task, but you can't allow these guys to carve you up for touchdowns. If they're doing that for it's going to be a long night for the Bears. You cannot expect to beat a team like the Eagles if they're often just scoring touchdowns. And the way they do it, man, in so many different ways, throwing it or running it, it's just tough. But you got to contain that.
0: Nah, man, I think that's a really good key. I mean, better said than done, but I I do think... (laughs) Hey, if you can hold them to some field goals, it at least gives us a chance. But right. like I said, man, I'm not going to count this team out as long as number one's back there. We got True. a shot. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's going to be up to guys stepping up. That's that's why I mentioned Jack Sanborn's name. And hey, this is a guy that I've given our game balls to fucking four weeks in a row. So you guys already know how I feel about Jack Sanborn, who I think is making a case to be the starting linebacker next season. These last four games are important because players like that or trying to show the organization that, hey, look, this ain't just about us playing out the string here. I'm right. trying to show you that I'm going to be a key piece of the puzzle, man, when you guys get this thing in the right direction. And a guy like Jack Sanborn stepped up, got an opportunity, took that shit, and ran with it. Same thing with a guy like Khalil Herbert. Maybe Alex Leatherwood's next. We already know what Tevin Jenkins did when he got his opportunity. That's what this season is about. This season is about guys like that solidifying roles and showing the team, hey, you can count on me. Could yep. be that guy to so win games in general is going to be key,
1: like you're saying, for other players to step up and show their value to this organization.
0: And on top of that, it's going to be important to see how these rookies close out. Like you talked about yeah. Gordon and you talked about Brisker, but we got to talk about Braxton Jones, we got to talk yeah. about Fellas Jones, yep, even Trenton Gill, you know what I'm saying? And Fellas, yep. he's been up and down. So for me, these last four games. Are going to be really important to see how this rookie class closes out the season. Because this rookie class,
1: on uh, the polls, we talked a lot of good things about him, but we also saw some of the areas of opportunity. But a guy like Velas, I would love to see him, man, do well, Prez, late in the season. But I want to see this guy show what he's able to do. All
0: right, man. Score prediction. Week 15, what <laughs> say you? 38 to 28, Eagles win. All right, they do. I'm about to uh I'm about to really surprise some people around here. Oh, shit? Now, audience, I just said a second ago <laughs> when you got number 1 out there, anything can happen, right? I think by having a guy like Justin Fields on our side, he can keep this game close just with his ability to rip off one of them explosive plays, right? At any given time, right? With that being said, I have the Bears upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles, Woo. 31 to 27. Woo. That's hot off the presses. We- Justin Fields going to go off on Sunday. Any of y'all folks with y'all Justin Fields jerseys, y'all going to be wearing them shits with so much pride Sunday night. I tell you, you might even wear that bitch to work on Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I'm with you, friends. I'm going to throw mine on, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, what color? What color?
1: I got the orange, though.
0: Oh, don't wear it. Please don't wear it. Okay. Don't do it. No, nah, don't do that. No, do no, no. <laughs> the for the orange. love of sweet Jesus, don't do that, Adub.
1: No. Except with Jigsaw, man, with the orange. Yeah, man. No, no, no. All right, man. I'm going to throw money moving on. Dude. That's what I'll do, friends. I'm so we'll the orange alone. We'll throw a money moon on.
0: There you, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Enjoy the game, dub. Just enjoy the game over there. Said man, take that orange. Out. No sir, no sir. I'd have been upset if I'd have found that out after the fact. if it'd, it'd be like Justin Fields has what type of game, and I'm like, Hey dub, what jersey did you have on? Right, like, man, Prince. I was wearing that orange. I'm like, oh, you a cheat somebody else on the team, A dub? No, he twice, man. I don't need that on my record. I don't need it. <laughs> Audience, I saved y'all. <laughs> y'all welcome. <laughs> But no, man, all jokes aside though, Adub thinks that the Eagles are going to win. And listen, man, I mean, A dub, it's, it's not a bad prediction because when you look at what DraftKings says, they have the Bears as a nine-point underdog in this game. The Bears have been the underdog so many times this season. But I think, Audience, if you want like a really crazy prediction in the pick, take the Bears' money line against the Eagles. Hey, you've done crazy things in your life. Trust me. I know I have. You'll be all right. One thing I'll say about you,
1: you always put your money where your mouth is.
0: Hell yeah, shit. I already put that better. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, listen, we appreciate your continued support of the platform. We told you we're gonna get this one out earlier. See, all AW and I needed was a little bye week where we can have some time to decompress and get these episodes out. So we we came, we saw, we conquered. We got y'all. Thanks for the support. On to the Eagles. Let's shock the world, baby. We are out.